Hello and welcome to episode 151 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Oh, I don't know how you got me here this week, man. We're, we're back again after the momentous episode last week, episode 150. Yeah. Um, how, how was your stay in Sweden over the past week? It was, uh, it was memorable. I, yeah. I was the um, summer queen. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's the role you want. No, no more spoilers other than that. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's good times. But no, we're back to discuss a movie that we were very excited for. Um, not really. Um, let's be honest. Say, what movie um, do you think we watched this week? yeah like i wanted to troll but then it's like it's a fine line because like midsummer yeah we were actually excited for um and this movie not so much but we will get to it um because who knows what we thought of it it had a good Um, trailer it did have a good trailer you even said like god damn these guys make good trailers Mm. um it was i knew it was getting at least some positive buzz you know you never know where that's gonna go because i know there's definitely some movies this year like pet cemetery where i was like oh damn this is a good buzz and it was a pile of shit um but yeah, we'll get to that because there is a lot, a lot of news to get through and whew, there's some interesting stuff in here. Um, some big stuff. Starting with probably the most depressing, just to get it out of the way. Um, as more news trickles out about the new Saw franchise and the new Saw movie, I mm. can't help but feel very downbeat about it. Um, you know, we discussed it a few weeks ago that kind of Chris Rock, um, it was the, it was, it was weird announcement because he was Mm. the one that was getting all the attention. But when we, as discussed at the time, he had such a small role in what they were actually discussing, um, where he was like, he came up with an idea, you know, and then Mm. the two people who wrote jigsaw wrote the actual script. Um, we have Darren Lynn Bosman returning, um, to direct, uh, who directed saws two, three, four, I think uh something like that i think it's two three and four um yeah. and you know which are fantastic movies and um so it was very to me I was yeah very it was excited. all like good stuff apart from the chris rock thing and that's like oh that's fine like I, I'm, yeah. I'm neutral on it because who the hell knows but exactly most yeah. people using that as the lead story and i felt like that was absolutely not the lead story at the time no. um but as this new so like the production um has begun now and we've kind of got more casting details um mm. and this is where it kind of goes downhill very quick um because it seems like not only is chris rock going to be starring in the movie which or, or in the movie which we didn't know at the time um but is playing a fairly prominent role um he seems to be the lead um he's going to be playing a police detective sort of investigating a series of grisly crimes so of course we've seen that yeah. that's traditionally in a saw movie that's the lead character and even if he does play this like deadpan series is Chris Rock, man? Yeah. Like, it's going to be distracting. You know, if if that was The Rock, it's just, you know, someone that distracting that's, mm. uh, you know, even if, like I say, even if he's not playing it for laughs, it's just going to be weird having that sort of face in this kind of movie, you know, that you just instantly recognizable. Yeah. It's so bizarre. I don't think he's someone who can believably just be like a regular person. Like, he has such a distinct yeah. face and voice and acting style that it's like that's immediately him. And so to try and take that, yeah. strip that all away and be like, oh no, this is a serious police detective. I mean, like, it's weird because I've always thought his voice was definitely like his character that he's playing. And so I yeah. wonder if he can put on like a very different kind of voice mm. if he wants to you know yeah it's not so right off but it's it's definitely kind of uh, another tick in the worry box yeah well that's the first part of this cast yeah. because the second part is that his father in the movie will be played by samuel l jackson um yeah so i'll um i'll be off that week for the show <laughs> 
This is mental. Like to to think that someone whose normal salary for a movie is about ten times what a Saw movie would make, and the fact that they've somehow got him in a Saw movie. I mean, that alone is kind of interesting to me because I'm like, why on earth would he even remotely want to do this? Um, that yeah, aspect is I interesting mean, to me. Like, I don't think he's a good fit in the slightest. No, he's not um, a good fit. And but I mean, he he has been known to just appear in a vast amount yeah. of films like he, he's making so much money for marvel he's like well i don't need to worry about money anymore like, yeah exactly like he, he makes bank when he wants to make bank but he's been known to kind of pop up in random things but yeah i mean samuel L. jackson's a name that never gets me excited for a movie you know mm. um unless unless he kind of sits there and just like twitches and doesn't talk for an hour of it i'm not I'm <laughs> yeah um so yeah, like this immediately was kind of like, oh okay, I'm starting to really realize what they're doing with this franchise now, um, with this upcoming movie. You know, I I always try and reserve judgment, and this is still so far away. You know, we're talking what is it October next yeah. year? Yeah, it's just that Samuel um, Jackson as well for a long time has played characters for laughs. Yeah, and obviously, so now we've got him and Chris Rock. It's mm-hmm. like, whoa, we're gonna get like Jonah Hill next. I was gonna say it already does start to lean slightly more towards that scary movie vibe, doesn't yeah. it? Where like Saw is always so on that line of if you if you remotely try yeah, and play it, it a little bit for laughs, it's gonna slapsy. be piss take. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm worried. I am worried. Yeah, it's really it's just so bizarre. Like this I mean, was the last thing I was really expecting. Burn me anymore though. Like I'm mm. I'm done getting excited about Saw movies yeah that, that's like, the thing like the weird thing about this is that this means that it's not a small release like this is gonna yeah. be a big release you know a saw movie with samuel L. jackson in it is a big big deal um mm. which is cool like i'm glad that saw is still relevant enough that it's gonna be a big deal and who knows like there there've definitely been stranger things happen on the show where we've been like this doesn't add up and this doesn't add up and then it somehow makes something brilliant um like you say the fact that they've got a director who I know can make a damn good Saw movie is still the thing that I want to focus on. Um, mm. The fact that the main writers of this script were the writers of Jigsaw terrifies me massively. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, there's only one. There's only one tick in the wind box right now. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of glad as well that the thing is, we know Tobin Bell is going to be in this goddamn movie, but it's like oh, yeah. every news story. It's like, oh well, he hasn't been announced yet, and then it's like they'll try and keep it secret, and then within six months before release, we'll know. It's the same way with the Terminator stuff. It's like they're trying to keep all this stuff secret and i have to just it's getting to the point there i'm gonna have to start just muting the word terminator because every day there's a new headline of like um james cameron says this tim miller says because clarifying this and it's like we're gonna see the movie like let's just find out these things for ourselves <laughs> you know they're like has what's carl reese doing in this movie well i'll wait and find out when i watch the movie like i don't need you to tell me mm. um but yeah this is this is sadness all around but you know who knows who knows let's um, move on but yeah, look, on, look forward to that in October 2020. Um, next up, I shouldn't have I should have numbered these better because this this to me is this isn't even depressing because I just don't care. But I, w- I wanted to throw this in there. Um, this what is doing, a rumor. Bro? There's one thing I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there in about an hour. Um, it's a long week, so strap in. Um, this is a rumor, so it's not entirely you know it hasn't been confirmed yet. Like the news that we just spoke about, which is unfortunately confirmed. Um, the rumor Miller's interest in here. So the rumor is to do with Halloween. Obviously, we know that they're going to do another one. Um, the last one was a massive hit. And the rumor is that obviously David Gordon Green is going to return to direct the follow up, um, which I don't think is surprising in the least. Um, what I think is Jim Carrey plays a detective. <laughs> oh, man, who, I'd be so who has been mentoring me Dr. In. Loomis. <laughs> the only way I could get back into Halloween. Dr. Loomis's son played by Jim Carrey. 
Oh my god, I'd be so in. Um, but no, what's fascinating about this is that the rumor is that he's they're going to be directing ben back Stiller. to back, okay, <laughs> back to back sequels at the same time. Ooh, um, tasty. Which, so this always gets talked about. I feel like you know Avatar is one of the main ones that they actually are doing. <laughs> yeah, there, there are apparently six of them in the world. Yeah, which like that is they are actually doing that. Whereas yeah, like sure. the amount of times I've heard like obviously they did shoot like the last two Avengers movies pretty yeah, much simultaneously. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, like it does happen mainly with huge movies, not mm. like Halloween, because like for regardless of how big that is, it was made on a very modest budget, wasn't it? Like mm. it must have been under ten million, um, mm. which is crazy, and what's even more bizarre about this where i'm like oh, okay they're just making this shit up now is that the rumor is that both movies will be released in the same month nah. um in october 2020 uh, which nah. is the same month of what we just talked about with a brand new saw movie um hmm. but like that part of the room it's like i get it that you could easily it's a good way to cut cost is to make two movies at the same yeah. time when you've got that production crew and you know then put them stagger them out maybe six months apart have like a weird halloween movie in like may and then have one at halloween yeah. you know i still don't think that's a good idea but i could see them doing that but the idea that they would release two halloween movies in the same month like when, what other or, what film franchise has ever done that like yeah besides, besides from marvel <laughs> but like have they they've never released two movies in the same month no have... not in the same month but still like silly close together but exactly yeah, it's, and we're it's talking not, the biggest franchise happening. in the world and, and like that, not and halloween also the, those movies are very independent of each other they're in the same universe but i was gonna say yeah you know, spider-man is made very independently to end game that you know you're not going to shoot two movies at the same time release them in the space of a month it's not happening no no, absolutely not. So I'm like, I don't even know why people are even giving that war. I just thought it was funny to bring up. But I do think the rumor is true that obviously I think David will return and I could see mm. them easily shooting back-to-back -back sequels. Yeah. Um, it's just a case of when they want to put them out. Because obviously I feel like they're in a position where they're like, oh, we don't want to have to wait every two Halloweens to get one of these out because yeah. they make so much money. Yeah. But on the other hand, you don't want to mess with the formula. Because like, as we discussed before, when they put Rob's Halloween movies out in August like whose decision was that it was an awful awful yeah. decision you can't put a halloween movie out not in october that's no, called cool halloween god damn it like exactly. and but i am down for some more michael myers and more halloween you know yeah. like as much as we kind of um were warm on the kind of reimagining i'm mm. i'm down for more of it because i just want more of these guys like it's so sad to me that we're not seeing freddie and jason so like mm. at least you know seeing more michael would keep me happy yeah, I was going to say, at least some of these, like, Icons Live, I mean, we're probably going to get to it in a few weeks because the Scream TV series has returned, and yeah. I've I've watched it, and my God, it's just... We're, like, we're getting to this point now, as we've discussed multiple times in the show, where it's so awesome that new horror is great, because mm -hmm. if you were someone who was so, so nostalgia-driven that you just wanted your favourite heroes to return, like, the amount of times they've been dragged through the dirt in the last few years, I mean, the stuff that we've had to cover, mm -hmm. you know, be it Hellraiser or Texas Chainsaw Massacre... Yeah, we've not had many plays on oh, our hands have we no like it really makes a movie like that stand out you know mm. that came from such an awful place but they actually <laughs> made a good movie at the end of it and that goes to show you that it isn't all about um you know where you come from and trying to get the fans on side just make a, go a good goddamn movie or a, or a good tv show Definitely. um but yeah moving on um speaking of another franchise that is very dear to our hearts uh for me, way more than Halloween, um, is Evil Dead. And sort of Sam Raimi has been out there promoting Crawl, um, which for people that don't know is out in the US at the minute yeah. and, and other territories, but not in the UK. Fright Fest. Um, but we will be seeing it at Fright Fest. That's right. Um, so yeah, that'll be part of our we'll be there, of, guys. all of our Fright Fest shows. Yes, it's one of the, I think it's the second movie that they're showing at Fright mm. Fest, um, which is awesome. And we cannot wait for it. But um, 
yeah people have been absolutely loving it and uh yeah so sort so sam raimi's been doing a lot of interviews and of course if you have sam, sam raimi in front of a live mic you're gonna ask you him talk about, about Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i would do um <laughs> but uh yeah basically there's a few quotes here he says that um i would love to make another one i don't think tv is in its future but we're talking about bruce and myself uh one or two different ways to go for the next movie um we'd like to make another evil dead feature and in fact we're working on some ideas right now um which oh, is really Sam. interesting because <laughs> it goes against what we've been hearing recently. Um, God, it's only Bruce. You can't he, you, you can't <laughs> listen to a word Bruce says with any so honesty. He, I've read a book that I, honestly <laughs> I, I don't know how like if any of his books have got a word of truth in them. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So uh, he goes on to say, "I would be thrilled if Bruce Campbell changed his mind about retirement. Um, would come back for the original Evil Deadline. Fifty dollars, and he." <laughs> Um, which this next line is in, uh, interesting because he goes to talk about Fede. Um, oh, yeah. He, he says, but if not, I'm very happy to work with if Fede would come back and make the sequel. But he's such a big shot now. He's so successful and artist in demand that I don't think he'd want to do that. Um, now, this is interesting because we had a quote like this a few months back talking. It was someone in the horror community. I can't remember if it was Sam or someone else basically using these same words of calling Fede a big shot. Mm. I think it was that exact expression, which is always interesting when multiple people use it. And I don't know how to read it. Like, do you read that as a positive or do you read that as kind of like a hidden thing? Almost like, oh, yeah, you left us like screw you because it's yeah, difficult. Different. It's difficult. Yeah. The word big shot. It's, um, you know, it's, it's the context, isn't it? Really? It, it can be read either way. I, I mm. do kind of see the negative in it. And especially because, you know, we know that um, Spider's Web did not uh perform yeah. fantastically it for people that don't know um, it completely bombed was a, was one yeah. of the biggest bombs of last year and the movie was terrible yeah so is he a big shot uh, like in mm. terms of like you know being a big time director now or is it that he has become a big shot in his own mind like yeah. uh, you know uh, that's a really good point. Uh, who knows um yeah but I, I, would I don't think guy. that's a good term, is it? I wouldn't want to be no, called a big shot, I don't think. I don't think so either. And especially being called a big shot after releasing the movie he released. That I, mm. I just can't see that being a positive term. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like, you know, calling James Wan a big shot now yeah. after Aquaman. It's like, yeah, yeah fair play. Like, yeah. He is, he's, he's big balls. But like, yeah. um, I don't know about Fede, man. Like, just wanted to come back to his roots you know he's made two of our favorite horror movies in recent years and so mm. make make a third one please yeah it's a good point it's like if you leave horror genre and then your first two movies outside of horror genre make a billion dollars each then you can be called mm. a big shot um yeah yeah james one big shot like yeah. it's <laughs> you know that that guy can uh do whatever the hell he wants and um i hope it's horror but who the hell knows yeah he he goes on to say that um talking about where he sees the remake in sort of the overall evil dead universe um and he says i think that is a part of the evil dead universe but that's not a part of the bruce campbell storyline mm. um that sort of i think this was bloody disgusting in the interview they asked him to clarify where he just said like oh was the remake happening sort of in a corner of the original universe and he was like yeah exactly um and then he goes on to say that i so i think you may see some action on the evil dead movie front in the next six months nice. um so it does seem like you know I think when you get asked about something like this, a franchise that people love, it's easy to just say things like, well, we would love to do it and we would love yeah. to make another reality. It yada, seems yada, like yada, it's yada. got a little bit more heat than that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like I don't know why you'd put a time frame on it or mm. even say like expect to see more because he's he knows that like right now he's getting attention. But unless I he's get, got another movie, I, out, I get people the impression, aren't be asking these questions you know, in a few months. 
Evil Dead does seem like a franchise that doesn't want to die. Mm. You know, we've had the TV show that got three series and God bless it. Like mm. the, the remake was fantastic and did really well. There's the, the video game, you know, he's just voiced, um, what is it? Dead by Daylight. And he's, yeah. he's talking about the other video game that's going to come out. Isn't there yeah. like a VR one or something? There's VR and or there's apparently it... a fully fleshed one, he said. Exactly. As well. So like it's in the video game world. I just feel like it's one that can continue with or without Bruce like i want it to be with but the but the name itself can almost mean anything so mm. it's a fantastic franchise to continue it's not like a you know nightmare on elm street you've suddenly got a cast of bloody freddy krueger and i mean we've done it we've done it but <laughs> yeah. if if the guys aren't going to cast richard then who the hell knows so like yeah. with with evil dead you can almost get away with anything um you know drag me to hell could have easily been an evil dead movie mm. so yeah i'm, I'm down yeah, the thing that stands out to me is very much kind of because it's all to do with rights, obviously, and mm. clearly whoever made was behind the remake. You know, they have the rights to that, and that movie was such a huge success. You just look at the box off alone, that makes sense to make a sequel to that movie. And so that's yeah. that to me is the most shocking thing of like, I don't think it really matters what Sam and other people think. I think if the people that are in charge of that remake wanted to make another one, they easily could have. Yeah. Um, and, it, and like saying, that's nothing to do with Bruce either. You know, he can still have his retirement. Um, but yeah, we shall see. It's very interesting. Like, like say, Evil Dead is one of those few ones that hasn't actually been dragged. Like, it feels like it's been dragged through the mud, but it really hasn't. You know, we just have great movies and a great TV show, and that's awesome. And a great um, remake. Like, it's one say, of the most yeah. purest, like, mm. things we've had. We've had a lot of them that have been, like, absolutely destroyed with remakes and TV shows. Yeah, and sequels. And this and just got better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is wild. Um but yeah, m- moving on to the next story. This is kind of cool because it's another small update about the Invisible Man. Um, I mean, I'm just down year. for all these news stories, so I haven't got to talk about fucking doll. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, this this is what happens when we take a week off. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is this is fast becoming sort of one of my most anticipated movies of next year because obviously Lee Winnell directing this kind of new take on this classic Universal monster is already interesting. Um, hmm. We knew that Elizabeth Moss had signed up, which I thought was excellent. And we now know who has landed. I believe this is kind of like the lead role. Um, they haven't exactly said who he's going to be yet because there was a lot of confusion at the time that people thought Elizabeth Moss might have been and they were changing it. Right. Um, but it seems like he, ha- this guy is the lead role and it is one Oliver Jackson Cohen, who was Luke in The Haunting of Hill House. Nice. Um, nice. And sort of just after this, it was like yesterday, say. they he was then also announced to be joining The Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, yeah. So kind Bly of two major he- announcements of this guy. And yeah, obviously for us, if you've listened to us talk about the show, you will know not only was it, you know, we absolutely adored it. It easily won our best TV show of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but our two major standouts were the actors that played Nelly and Luke. And yeah. they have both since got loads of different roles, um, which is fantastic to see. He's obviously got mm-hmm. these two majors. We talked about it last week that uh, Victoria was t- returning for Bly Manor. She's going to be in uh, You on Netflix. She's in the next Tarantino movie. Like she's got all sorts of different roles coming up. Um, and yeah, I'm like the cast overall was amazing. We said that at the time, but those two actors in particular, mm. like we loved them so so yeah. much, and I and I can't. I think wait we said Luke was our standout. He had the most meat. Like he was the, the one where I remember saying, like, um, oh, it's so hard to play that type yeah, of character, exactly. and I can't wait to see him play different roles. And that's exactly mm. what we're going to get to see. Yeah, um, awesome. They were very much teasing that he's going to be in like a villain role in Bly nice. Manor as well. Nice. Um, you, people should check out the little like video he put up as well because he was just so excited and i didn't realize how english he was as well and he's got this like insane mm. these strong english accent and he's talking about how excited he is to join this show like it was really Funny. really awesome um 
so yeah that was a really uh, cool one um just a couple of quick ones to round us off there was a trailer um that, that i just made you watch uh for a movie called the dare Mm-hmm. um which i don't know have we have we discussed this one before i don't, I don't think feel so. like we have it didn't ring a bell but it no. is a very generic name yeah i was gonna say and it was one that i just saw um and was like oh, i'll check this out because it is of course starring our main man richard Brake. Yeah. and uh yeah i enjoyed this trailer like it is yeah. very much like what if someone else made a saw movie and put richard Brake in it yeah um and those are things like a <laughs> recipe for perfection like, i was gonna say um, yeah it's a fun trailer wasn't it it was a fun trailer. Like I've, I, I really don't know what the hell the movie is about. To be honest, I don't know why it's called Dare. Um, but you know, well, there's a moment where a kid gets dared to go into a house, and it seems yeah. like that's the house where like all the stuff's going on. Like basically, where like a saw trap is happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit of a weak reason to call your film that if that's just one scene. Yeah, but, well, it's... you know, I'm the 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 trailer itself was just Richard being Richard with mm. some other crazy saw stuff going on. So yeah, I, am I down? Hell yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, this That's is one I that mean. I wish was like at Fright Fest. It would have been perfect. Yeah, it sounds um, perfect for Fright Fest. But we're getting our Richard fix at Fright Fest, so it's all good. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, and then this last one was just before we get into a hype train update. Um. Very small one because it's not really. It's, it's kind of like a small announcement. Just let but, me talk um, about the hype train. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll like this one because it's a movie called <laughs> Death December, and basically it is the ultimate uh, Advent horror anthology movie. Um, so it's going to be opening. Is 20, it a musical? It's going to be opening Twenty Four Doors to Hell um, on okay. in December. Twenty four different days, twenty four different deaths, um, and it is of course twenty four short movies by twenty four different directors. Um, I love everything about this. So it's of course, the ABC's three. Exactly. This is ABC's at Christmas. Um, oh my god! And so there's a very small teaser trailer, but there's apparently a full trailer at next month. Um, I don't it need doesn't, to see any of that. I don't need to see any of that. It, it says coming this year. Um, it doesn't say December, which worries me because I'm like, oh, what the fuck are you guys if, doing? If they don't come out of December, then. <sighs> my god yeah it needs to come out the first of december and i will let that <laughs> i will spread that across the 24 days myself yeah so like i knew you'd like this one because like we've been i will just, I will just spoon silly. feed myself one death each day like it <laughs> will be work my really well for the show <laughs> i don't care man like this is my advent calendar this year okay if this comes out before december 1st it would be an interesting concept wouldn't it if someone did that i was like uh they just put it on like youtube or something mm. um made you go there sort of each day but um yeah it seems yeah. like this is a movie well, and zombie yeah. on his insta <laughs> exactly he's basically doing that now for his own movie yeah. um but yeah this was cool like i thought you'd be excited for this one I'm so yeah it's, it's definitely one to look out for um oh. and then yeah shall we shall we talk about hype train update let's do it man let's there do was it. a little small one um yeah rob was on sort of instagram last week saying hey guys you know i basically i've heard your complaints as i always listen to them and uh yeah you thought that trailer wasn't enough well here's gonna be a full-on trailer where i'm probably here's gonna spoil a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah um here's a quick cut of every action sequence in free from hell yeah. um taken completely out of context um yep. <laughs> still no i guess that was the trailer i mean what did you, what did you think of the trailer it's pretty long isn't it yeah man at least i know what free from hell is all about now <laughs> i'm in like it's we we basically had filled in the blanks ourselves mm. um confirmed dr satan brings the three from hell back <laughs> from the dead um if you've seen the trailer it does not confirm that but no. i feel like that's what's gonna happen mm. um yeah it kind of what we said when we talked about them releasing a the trailer will it answer why they've why they, why they survived devil's rejects and this trailer tells us 
how they survived, maybe. Because, mm. you, you know, you've got to hope that there's some sort of twist in there. I genuinely believe the twist is Dr. Satan. Um, I think it has to be, because this is just yeah. the most basic of what we'd assumed. Was like, yeah, the well, three what if they just, just said that they didn't die? They exactly. just got shot a bunch of times and survived. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, um, you know, that... Um, it then kind of cuts to to basically no more um uh of um the clown just um obviously richard coming in place mm. which is um really what we thought was going to happen yeah do you know what i mean we we thought we thought we were going to get kind of um Oh, it's some baby, and we kind of thought that you know Sid is not going to be in the movie much. Kind of, we did see Spalding on the TV screen, didn't we? Like um, in full clown makeup, because mm. um, obviously I wasn't sure whether we were going to see any Spalding in terms of him in full makeup. But yeah. he's not going to be in this movie a lot. No, um, like it, yeah, it, but that's was... fine. Like, yeah, it, it was. I, I, it was an interesting trailer. Like I didn't watch too much of it. I was kind of watching it with one eye because as soon as I started it and it was, you know, taking place after Devil's Rejects, I was like, this is not what I want from a trailer. And, you know, for the people that did complain about the last trailer, I had no complaints because I was like, this is a teaser for a movie that I'm going to see. Um, and I don't need to know all these blanks that the people are trying to fill in. Um, so it was cool to see that it seems like it's very action-packed, which is cool. Um, yeah. I think it does look very much like 31 in terms of its overall vibe now that we see more of it. Um, yeah. Which, of now, course, for people that like 31 will be happy, and for the people that don't like it will not be happy. Would, um, you, like, would you like my crazy pie-in-the-sky theory, then? <laughs> go for it. It's not going to be true, but you can go for it. <laughs> this is not the third movie in the, in the franchise. Mm. This is the fourth movie because 31 was a prequel. Yeah, but it just doesn't make right. any sense, though. It does, because... Richard he already said turns... that Doomhead kills her at the end of the movie. So... He said that, but Rob said a lot of things. <laughs> we thought the Devil's Rejects were dead for a decade, bro. He turns yeah. her into Baby, mm. and that's why Baby turns to him in her point of need and brings Doomhead back. All right? I'm telling you. <sighs> Like, you just terminate her in yourself. That's all you're doing. <laughs> like, you're setting yourself up for disappointment, so don't do it. All right, I'm just um, telling you. They're going to they're gonna go and hunt down the people that wronged Baby in... Uh, in uh, Oh, yeah, Malcolm McDowell's definitely coming back for this film. Yeah, and he's getting killed. <laughs> like, yeah. it's definitely going to happen. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. But, um, yeah, the movie was interesting in terms of that. Like, it looked like more that vibe, like the way it was shot, kind of documentary style at times, like Devil's Rejects, but then also just that really gritty, visceral... Has someone shouting at the camera while they're chopping up someone that was very much yeah. the style of 31. Um, <laughs> Is so that style? I would say that was the style. <laughs> if you look uh, at yeah. any screenshot from that movie, it's mostly people screaming, covered in blood, like a fate, like really close yeah, to Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. I just don't know if it's a style. Like, is that what they call it? <laughs> oh, that's what I would guess Rob Zombie, mate. Yeah, um, it's the zombie. Um, and yeah, it's like you say, I think it dev definitely, that's my one disappointment. Cause I think they, what he could have been clever with is it's a great title. Um, having the free in there is in all that stuff. And I think that would have been a really nice thing to not know how much Richard was in this movie. Um, yeah, that would have really caught were, us off guard. We were really excited with his cast announcement. Well, he was one of the last the... ones, lest we forget as well, that they announced yeah. pretty much everyone before Richard. He definitely saved it for a reason. And I thought that was really well done. Cause and then it felt like, yeah. oh, well maybe he 
just added it due to fan demand and you know how much people liked him in 31 and he's not yeah. going to be in it that much and having now seen these trailers it's fairly obvious that he is the they are the free from hell you know it's yeah. not going to be uh, sid haig um, no no but, i think um you know it really just poses the question is spalding in jail the whole time or does he die very very early i kind of think he dies very early i think but... i think he gets killed by richard like i really do do you yeah yeah, I don't know if he's killed by Richard. I just think but... that's how you put him over as a threat very quickly. Um, yeah, well, you I, think he's yeah. a threat for the for um, baby? I think and, he might be. Office. I think he might be playing him. You know, he might just be a case of like they don't know what he's done. Maybe and that's gonna be a reveal later on in the movie. But I feel like he's going to get close to them for a negative reason. I don't think he's just going to be happy with them. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I yeah. Because otherwise, was, I don't really cool. see watching this trailer and at least the cast announcement. I don't see an antagonist in this movie. No, it's because there's not one. They're just going to tear shit up for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if that'd be as compelling as the previous movies. Because like the reasons why House and Devils worked so well was because they had such an amazing antagonist to play off. Um, yeah. and Richard is obviously born for that role. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Like it's it's always one that we'll continue to speculate, but uh we'll actually get to see yeah, it. Yeah, we some see point. when he dons the Doomhead makeup. <laughs> that's when he turns full heel on them. I would love that as like even if he's not Doomhead, just a small like turn like that, or even if he just said one of the phrases, like that would be yeah. that'd be cool. Oh, I wanna um, watch I wanna watch thirty one though. Can we wrap yeah. this up? Well we still even started talking about this week's film. <laughs> Shall we do man. that first? That's good. We're we're good. <laughs> No, let's talk about Annabelle Comes Home. So yeah, as as we sort of said before, kind of hype levels very low for this one genuinely um, thought we were doing annabelle creation i watched the wrong movie bro <laughs> um what's crazy is that this is the seventh movie now in this franchise Christ. Christ. um in a franchise that is spun off of two so you know you got the conjuring you got the conjuring two and then five spin-offs and i don't even nah. know if what's scheduled is the next conjuring movie or if they're they are sneaking nah. in like a a crooked man or a nun two or something else in there um but that is mad in itself. And then the it other crazy mad. thing is we've covered five of these movies, which I didn't think we'd done that many. Um, obviously, we were it predates The Conjuring 1 and Annabelle 1. But mm. the other, the rest of them, we've done every single one of them, mm. um, which is pretty mad. Um, I think that it's probably, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll, it'd be fun to kind of try and quasi-rank them at the end of this conversation. But we I think that... There. The the basic thing is that we no, love. I'm con- not. I'm not doing the conjuring it until someone asks us to do it. Okay, <laughs> like you've you've got. A, you're gonna have to tweet it in. Like you're not getting that gold until you tweet it in. Mate, I don't know how else we're gonna fill the time. Um, <laughs> we but, don't need uh, to. We've gone long. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, we love the conjuring movies, like one and two. For me, like the conjuring two is easily still one of my favorites that we've covered for the show. And yeah, you know, there's great. there's we've covered like hundreds of movies at this point, and that is still a yeah. standout to me. It's it's still scary. It's still beautifully made and just has so many memorable moments mm. and so that is what still draws me into this franchise at some capacity was that there is not just parts of it that i've liked there is genuinely an entry that i adore and love and yeah it's and hard. 101 is on par with that as well yeah like it's fantastic um you know so definitely definitely kind of you know we joke about this franchise a lot because it stands for a lot of what we hate about cinema yeah. horror mm-hmm. and how much cinema horror has evolved since we've started doing the podcast kind yeah. of 
year one of our podcast with us avoiding these types of spin-offs of the spin-offs mm. and trying to dig in the dirt to find things and now suddenly we get to see films like midsummer at the cinema yeah and quiet place and you know us and we're just like well you know we do not want to be going to see these types of movies anymore the the annabelles of the world but um here we I also are i think this so is kind of like this is kind of like our exception because obviously we yeah. have, like you say, because we love an entry in the franchise and because we have covered them all at this point, yeah. it would be weird to not cover one of these movies. And, yeah, you know, because like we, we just randomly saw like the third or fourth Insidious and like that was a huge mistake because I've only seen the first one, which I didn't like, which people do like. And so to even, because I think you even said that you'd seen some of the other sequels that weren't as yeah. good as the one that we covered for the show. Yeah, I was like, well, my God, like this is an awful franchise. Yeah. And it's those ones where we're not just going to see every haunting movie, but it's kind of no. like a Conjuring spin-off or a main Conjuring movie we have to see. And I think, especially with Annabelle as well, because we didn't cover the first Annabelle movie, but I think that's terrible. Um, mm. And then Annabelle Creation, like I think has some really cool moments, but then just one of the worst endings for a movie we've seen in a very long time. Definitely. Um, but this movie was interesting because obviously th- we enjoyed the trailer mm. um, from the obviously trailer. Obviously, we were, we were we seeing Warrens things. in the trailer. Exactly. We knew that the Warrens were there. We liked the idea of this kind of like Night at the Warrens as a, as a great idea for a mm. spin-off of a Conjuring movie. Um, there was there was faces in there from Haunting of Hill House, kind of the young girl, uh, their daughter, mm-hmm. uh, being from that show. And we knew how excellent she was as well. So there was definitely some things that was kind of like getting us on board. <laughs> but yeah. it was still like, oh, but it's still called an Annabelle movie. <laughs> yeah definitely Um, and you know the the trailer definitely kind of sucked me in and got me a little bit excited um but it was a case of like in the trailer like how annabelle is this movie gonna be um and yeah kind of like if you've seen the trailer you kind of already know the gist of the movie really um Mm. but this is um Obviously, the, the, all of these spin-offs are set in the Conjuring universe, but this is authentically kind of the Warrens. You know, you, you see, um, you know, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are back as Ed and Lorraine, and, mm. you know, they are in the trailer. Um, you basically see them arrive with Annabelle, bringing Annabelle home, locking them into their Museum of Horrors, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and... Um, Basically, then they go off on another mystery, which I kind of want to just go see that, to be honest. Um, mm. And then they leave their daughter at home uh, being babysitted uh, by what was her name? Mary? Mary Ellen? Go for it. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, and um, basically, her friend comes over and. Um, wants to explore the house and basically they've found out that the Warrens are these paranormal investigators. And she's like, we need to, we need to see what weird shit they've got and, and um, explore and end up kind of going into the Warrens little shop of horrors and um, letting Annabelle out of her cage Hmm. Um, and kind of terror ensues Um, from the trailer. um, I don't, I don't know if I class this as a spoiler. I don't, think it's really spoilery but kind of from the trailer i really thought this was going to be an annabelle movie where it's kind of a day night cycle and Mm. over a period of time um but this movie is set in one over one night i don't know whether did you have that impression in the trailer um i don't remember but it's actually thinking about it now that wasn't even something that i thought too much about until you now said it where that is an interesting take isn't it you know we've not really seen that that it is just set over this one time period yeah well that's what i thought was kind of really 
strange about um, the the trailer and the way it was portrayed because they kind of um, they do really show the um, they show like a day scene and then a night scene and then a day scene. Um, right. And so it really does give the impression that it's a day-night cycle. And and one of our problems with Annabelle creation was the fact of this day-night cycle where during the day you felt no tension and then like the second the night ramps up and it just felt very formulaic stuff that we've seen hundreds of times before. Mm. So the fact that this is now set in one night in the one house definitely kind of in- excites me more. And so that's why it's kind of a little bit of a spoiler, but I kind of like putting that out there because yeah. something that kind of pushed me away from the movie is what I thought I was going to get. What I ended up getting was, you know, more enjoyable being on one night. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously in the Warren's shop of horrors, unleashing Annabelle, there are a whole host of other objects and artifacts. Um, some we know, some we don't know. Um, and, uh, they all join in the party as well. Mm. Um, and that, to me is why this movie is kind of odd i just feel like maybe they feel like annabelle carries like such good cachet with the audience yeah they must because be. um this movie is not really an annabelle movie this is one night of the warrens you know this is warren's you know little shop of horrors whatever you want to call it um it's it's not really an annabelle movie at all mm. um in fact annabelle is a passenger in almost you know pretty much all of this movie um well the worst parts of this movie are the parts that focus on annabelle yeah probably yeah. The best parts are when it focuses on everything else that's in that room. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting as well. Um, like I say, it must just be that they're like, well, we can't call it a Conjuring movie. And Annabelle sells, you know, uh, as good, you know, the second best. So let's make it an Annabelle movie. Mm. Um, obviously, one of our things about the trailer that we spoke about extensively was kind of the Warren input and mm. how much they'd be in it and kind of the hope that they'd be in it more than just at the start and the end. But, um, you know, it is very clear early on in this movie that they are making a very quick exit, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they're off. Um, and it's all about the babysitter. Yeah. Like um, that is the plot and setup of this movie is that you yeah. get them at the start and then they, they kind of set up the, this house, why they're leaving, why their daughter needs a babysitter and all this stuff mm. and kind of set up every bit of plot that you can have for the next hour, really an hour and a half. Yeah. And then, and then obviously come back at the end. Um, yeah. But it's, um, even though they're not in it much, they yeah. leave such an impact and it was unbelievable yeah. how much I felt like I, how much I'd missed them. You know, I, yeah. I think we talked about it before, but you don't truly realize it until you see it. And, you know, seeing these spinoffs like the curse and the nun and all mm. these ones, you know, they, they had such a, a void in characters that you could yeah. really attach yourselves to. And we'll talk about the new characters in this. Cause I do think that, um, they did a better job in this than they have done in probably any of the other spinoffs. Definitely. Um, but, but seeing the Warrens and seeing those two actors uh, portraying those characters again, my mm. God, it made me feel nostalgic. It made me want to immediately want to watch the first two Conjurer movies again. Um, and it also Just reminded to me that some Elvis Presley, if I'm being honest, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but it, it reminded me that like, oh, we are going to get the conjuring free and, you know, and they, they are going to be the we? two. And you know, it's not James Wan, but like it's these two characters and these two actors that I love so much, you know, and that gets me excited. Goddamn hot shot James Wan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and this movie definitely suffers from, um, 
the Warrens being in it for the first 10 minutes and it yeah. being fantastic. It's such a and tease, isn't it, when they the leave? War- when the Warrens leave, they leave so abruptly. And for the next 20 minutes, the movie struggles to find its feet again. The energy um, just gets sapped out of the movie. It, re- it really does. And it doesn't go anywhere. Um, it, it, and it really does just it goes over the synopsis that I've given you and that the trailer gives you. Over the course of a good 25 minutes, mm. and those 25 minutes are boring. Um, there's, you know, the characters, you know, we'll get onto that, like you say, at some point. Um, but they're fine and everything, but the, it doesn't give you any character development. It's just them, like, you know, her going to school, and yeah, she's getting a bit bu- bullied, and then the babysitter takes her home, and it's her birthday, and they're making a cake, and the friend comes around, and it just goes on and on and on. Um the there are a couple of hilarious things that really like grinded me as well which shouldn't um but the introduction of bob which we'll get to <laughs> as well but then when he just kind of like has a basket full of uh food and then mm. just like says it's going to be like four dollars and hasn't done anything with it and then just kind of like, hands <laughs> the basket back to him I'm like that's not how shops work uh, and then like they frost a cake and then shove it in the oven and i'm like that's not how baking cakes work like i'm not (laughs) going to go into a lesson on baking on a horror podcast but come on (laughs) please do (laughs) (laughs) well that's about the that's about the the level of my knowledge to be honest with you yeah um that's more than what i could have said because i had zero problem with that scene (laughs) (laughs) it was just like a couple of things like that where characters are just doing really dumb shit in like really boring scenarios other than that i was like Mm -hmm. what the hell is this but then the second that the um the annabelle gets released and this movie kicks into what this movie's about um i enjoyed it um which is a massive surprise to me it's really shocking (laughs) Uh, yeah um and I found like all of the new ghosts or creations, monsters, whatever you want to call them, um, and or even all the trinkets that were in the mm. the room that we got to see. Like, there's this weird television set that like fucks with you and stuff. Like, mm. the all, suit of all armor. of them, yeah, like all of them were just like really cool, and I was just digging it. I, I kind of liked the fact that we didn't know what the fuck they were. Yeah. Like when we when we get the inevitable kind of what was the coin man the man with coins on the eyes there was that and the dress one were the two that they kind of explained yeah and it's like oh god when we get the hour and a half movie about this now what who am Mm. i getting two hour movie about this like um i'm not gonna be down but just seeing this guy and they're being like yeah he just puts coins on your eyeballs i'm like yeah he's terrifying i know nothing about him he's terrifying remember they say if you don't pay the toll he'll take your soul but i can't remember exactly what his name was all i need yeah um (laughs) And, you know, I really enjoyed that, that these just got thrown at you and you had no idea what they were. Um, it it definitely was butt-clenchy as well. Like, mm. watching this in the cinema, I, I was feeling tense. And um, the fact that this is set over one night, it then is sustained tension. Because these movies have, you know, we spoke about it during Annabelle creation, I'm sure of it. It's such a lull during the day because they're so scared to do anything in the day. It almost never happens in these mm. movies. Um, and especially these ones, um, you know, most horror movies stay away from it. That's why kind of Midsummer's been kind of getting so much credit, but like mm. you just feel like nothing's going to happen and it's not watchable in these movies normally. But the fact that this is 
over one night, you get the 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 tension scene. You you get a little bit of light relief, but you're still tense because it's still dark and shit's still going on. And then you get the other tension, and it really definitely kind of kept me going for this sort of movie the way this sort of movie should keep me going which they ordinarily don't do that um so i do give it credit for that as well um you know this is not my movie of the year it's not conjuring 2 either but you know bloody hell i enjoyed this movie more than i thought i would which is something right yeah that's definitely my biggest (laughs) takeaway was that like it it always feels like a chore and that Mm. never i never want that to feel that way with this show because every single week i look forward to these movies that we watch and it's so exciting and it's such a great reason to watch all these new horror films and yeah this was not one of them for me no it it was kind of like you know the way we scheduled it was we went it was like right we'll do our homework we'll watch this movie and then we'll have some fun and watch spider-man afterwards (laughs) and you know that was like our mindset going in it was like our little it was our treat afterwards yeah spider-man was our treat and this was our job <laughs> yeah and our um, job that we don't get paid for <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was very much like you no know, coming out of that i was like oh man that was actually yeah. fun you know it's got its problems um as we discussed kind of i mean i feel it, like spider-man as a palate cleanser is a decent way to watch this movie though as well <laughs> yeah um but let's i need i shouldn't have said the word spider-man because you just gonna want to keep talking yeah. about it no. so anyway um, but back to this movie um so Mysterio, it's, right no stop um <laughs> It, uh, the, like the Warrens are such a, a double-edged sword because like you say, mm. seeing them is so wonderful. But then, yeah, that, that next 20 away, to 30 man. minutes is like, it's such a tease. And yeah, you get introduced to these Hence characters. That's why I got stuck into the minutiae of cake baking. <laughs> yeah. Well, because uh, like they really, like the, the youngest girl who is the in the part of the Warren family is good for mm. Um, she, mm. I would like to see her do a little bit more. Like she doesn't really get to, like especially because we've seen her in Hill House and she yeah. is amazing in that. And it's not the same level and it's definitely not her fault. It's just because there isn't really much of a character. You know, she's no, there, her character's very going on around her. She's very sympathetic, but that's as far as it gets really. And I got yeah. to the point that I was sick and tired of feeling sorry for her. Well, and because um, it's, it's the babysitter and the babysitter's friend have way more going on like they're way more well-rounded characters they actually have development and, and all of this <clears> stuff whereas you like say she is just there because well she's a warren and they need to have someone else in yeah. this house otherwise it's just two kids breaking into the warren's house which would work like, for a film yeah um but like especially the babysitter's friend was the weirdest one for me because mm. they change her character oh so God. dramatically so quickly and again this is starting to get like slightly spoilery but yeah i think we might want to save that until we go into spoiler discussion yeah we can maybe. do but it's it was just like it was unbelievable because she's there to play a yeah. certain role and you're like oh, okay she's this role in this movie mm. and then in the first act pretty much they dramatically change that and switch yeah. that you know it is the heel to the face turn and you're like oh my god like what like that was very odd and like i yeah. get what you're going for because you needed someone to be a and bit it of a was, shit it was a complete turn of the coin as well wasn't it yeah. you know it was it didn't feel like they earned it no no and with like, how long these the... movies are you you have time to do mm. something like that and they decided that they wanted that to happen almost immediately yeah. um because then they needed a lot of runtime with her kind of getting this redemption um mm. so, so that want... stuff yeah yeah to me that stuff failed it, it wasn't great um i think you have a very fun subplot involving bob in this movie um as you sort of briefly discussed him yeah <laughs> um, how's bob yeah like seeing him in that first scene you're kind of like oh okay i feel like he's just going to be maybe in this moment you know you're trying to add a bit of humanity to your lead characters and that's totally fine you get this sort of small moment of brevity in this movie um you get this kind of like cutesy little interaction it also gives a really 
stupid reason, but it's a reason why the babysitter's friend is at the house. Like that's what I thought that scene, the only reason why that scene was there. Yeah. You know, when, when we saw that scene with Bob in this, in the supermarket, whatever, I thought, oh, okay, that's the only reason why the scene is in it is now we have a reason for the friend staying over. Um, but turns yeah, out, maybe. no, they actually had an idea in mind of like what they wanted him to do. Cause he mm. comes back. Um, yes, he does. Which I wasn't expecting, and that was kind of like a cool, again, take away the pace for the movie. You talk about how it's a set over one night, uh, which is really interesting. But the thing they do with this really clever is they do take away, like, at times, you know, they, they use the space well, where it's like, okay, now you're in this room, now you're outside. Yeah, and that's so why it's they, like, they take you out of the tension, but you're yeah. still in the night, so you, exactly. you're not completely removed. And that's what they do, you know, when Bob turns up, they've just had some spooky stuff happen. Yeah. Annabelle is released at this point. Um, and it's not that hard reset, is it? Like, exactly. You know, you know it's Bob like a small moment. Up, there's a pizza guy there, you know, Bob mm. becomes a full comedy character at this point and you get a couple yeah. of laughs the, the, you know, I can't really say that this movie had me laughing. It had me sniggering, but you know, it still had me sniggering. Yeah. It took me out of it. And, um, you know, and, and then the door closes and we kind of get back into the horror or, or we start to get back into the horror. Like, and that's, that's definitely what I enjoyed about this movie. Um, yeah, the fact that the fact that even those scenes just put like a little smile yeah. on your face is enough because we've discussed in recently, you know, think about the last movie with Curse of mm-hmm. La Llorona where the 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 failed attempts oh at God, comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible movie anyway, but like it completely takes yeah. you out of the movie. Like uh, to the point where I know I'm that well, okay, now I'm is, watching like, an actor don't, saying don't a terrible line the trying to make me in laugh. that movie when he starts saying those one-liners, no. whereas Bob becomes a comedy character, but that's fine, because Bob's, like, off for a chunk of the movie. So when he turns up, we get yeah. the comedy. You know, it's the whole get-out thing. You know, it, you know, we have the comedy mm. character, but they only turn up at certain moments, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but definitely kind of, uh, like you say, that what the main crux of this movie is, it, it takes a while to get there. Um, you know, the gap between the Warrens leaving mm. and the kind of the night of the Warrens yeah. movie starting is definitely long. Yeah, and that's what um, but when you get there, like massive rewatches with this movie because those 40 minutes are going to feel long second time around. Uh, what, yeah. rewatching it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I completely agree, and it's like, oh, that's such a shame because the the second half of this movie is very mm. fun, very, yes, very the most fun. fun, really enjoyable. Of movies that we've seen one of these spin-offs. Yeah, like seeing all of these new monsters and creations was great, like you say, and I think that they're all used really well. It's very much this case of like a great conjuring movie, and that was what stood out with these. Of you know, the first one that was where we got yeah. Annabelle, the second one that was where we got the nun and the crooked man, and and this movie does a good job of actually creating new and yeah. exciting characters. And I agree with you that it's a shame that the, you know the second they announced like, hey, it's the wedding dress yeah. movie, I'm, I don't care about that. But but a ten minute segment in a movie about this haunting wedding dress is really really yeah. cool and works. Really the well. one thing i quite uh, like about the wedding dress as a thing is it's not a ghosty thing yeah the, the owner of the whoever puts the dress on becomes super violent mm. um so we could almost get like a spin-off of this as a slasher movie yeah like that one like has something a bit different about it that i'm like okay like they announced that wedding dress movie and i'm i'm kind of down <laughs> yeah well those scenes were really cool as well like the way yeah. they shot it like they, like say this reminded me of those conjuring movies in terms of oh you've actually used the camera with it really well like yeah, there's really cool really interesting cool setups yeah like all that stuff is really cool and you mentioned the tv i thought the tv was one of the best parts of the movie oh, and fantastic, I, yeah. I wish that he used that more like it mm. was it felt like it was building 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 and now it's not in the movie for the rest of it and i was yeah. like oh what like i was really expecting that really big 
payoff with the TV. Yeah. Um, because it's such a cool thing that I've not really seen done in, in stuff for a while. Um, so that was really cool. And yeah, you know, I, it kind of brought you back a little bit to like paranormal activity, but it yeah. was kind of like real time. Um, yeah. you know, and we, you know, and I, yeah, I definitely wanted more of a payoff for it when things started to go really crazy on the TV set. Mm. And then, yeah, then it kind of disappeared. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. At least there's one moment with like a phone call and then a the character just yeah. stops them and then you don't see that TV ever again. And I was like, oh, that's a bit of a shame. Mm. Um, but yeah, like all of those monsters and, and new things are great. Like it's kind of like one of the big ones really. And I guess we didn't really want to spoil it but it's kind of to do with bob outside the house yeah um and this is just a great series of scenes every single scene works it's the the mix between genuinely scary and also a little bit funny um which you need and, and again really hard to do and i think it's something that the conjuring spin-off movies have not done at all um mm. prior to this one and so that's why i have to give this one credit is like oh this was actually a fun sequence that at times you're chuckling because you're like what are they doing why is this the thing but then it's also actually scary because it has mm. a really cool monster um so yeah like all, all of that stuff overall i was like i'm yeah. so surprised with this movie <clears throat> the last hour um, of this that movie we enjoyed worked. it this month you know it did yeah little portion between the warrens obviously leaving and the night beginning um mm. it's funny that of all this talk we have we barely mentioned annabelle um yeah because I, there's no need <laughs> yeah because that's the thing it's like she is you know she's the image of the movie and she's kind of like the main thing in the room mm. that draws the friend to start all this but like you say once it gets going i'm yeah. so glad the focus wasn't on her because as we've discussed this is the third goddamn movie i've never enjoyed her like they said what ages ago that it's like well a demon possesses her and uses her to do like evil things so you're never going to see the actual doll do anything interesting no. it's always just going to be at most like a head slightly turning that's all you're ever yeah. going to see and i don't even think you get that in this movie no um, you get that from the um armor don't you yeah exactly um so yeah like i'm glad she takes a back seat and like you say it's one of those small issues because i would rather it had a different title or whatever and i get it you call it annabelle people know yeah. what that is at this point um and, and if you're gonna make another annabelle movie even less than what she was in this movie would be great but also just this amount but, but focus on again new characters that are good yeah, and new monsters focus on her being the puppet master at a distance yeah you know the the thing is if they'd have called this movie something or other the, you know the, one night the warrens or whatever mm. we would have been so much down for that because we yeah. love the warrens so much but you know as i said i feel like they've chose annabelle for a reason and that's you know annabelle makes money oh definitely and i think they've been the one thing that they have been a bit sacred to is not putting the word conjuring in any of these titles yeah um because it's so easy to say the conjuring presents blah 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 and oh yeah definitely they haven't done that and so that's kind of cool because then yeah when the conjuring free happens that will actually feel like a big deal um yeah. even though we've had five spin-offs since then or whatever um but yeah and i really like not going into spoilers but i really did enjoy the ending um it, it tied it together in like a satisfying way where it didn't go on for too long either because i think mm -hmm. a lot of these movies like i remember the nun in particular where it was like it felt like it got to the ending and yeah then another 25 minutes happened well it's kind of like the characters get to a point that they're like right we have to do x y and z now mm. and then and then they go and do that for like an hour and a half and yeah where this movie, they're like, okay, we've got to go do this. And then they kind of just get straight to the point and deal mm. with it. Um, I, I enjoyed the board game in this movie as yeah. well. Kind of, um, what was it called? Feelsy something. It's like Feely Steely or something like feely that. Feely Steely or something like, something that. like that. And um, it's basically just a box that has a load of items in and you have to blindly put your hand in and feel around for uh, you pick a card and you have to get the item out that's on the card. Mm um which was just like a really cool idea i, I enjoyed yeah. it and I, again i feel like it wasn't utilized enough mm. um 
one scene in particular where it was kind of like leading up to it being used and then a character yeah. just straight up <laughs> gets what they need from it and that was kind of like the troll and then i was like oh when's feely gonna get used properly and then it never really did um <laughs> but yeah, yeah i really like that as a concept you know all of these new um monsters creations like i say artifacts all of them were really interesting to me um you know more so than than you know um probably even like the nun and that sort of thing you know the nun was a cool image mm. but it was at that point when it when you get past the imagery it's just another ghost um so mm. yeah i definitely liked a lot of the things they created here yeah and there's so much as mm. well i think that's the thing is that there is like five or six or even more of like new cool ghosty possessiony monstery things that, that, yeah. that are in this movie that are fresh new original ideas in a third annabelle movie you know which is a franchise that we've not in you know especially the annabelle spin-offs i don't they're not good no. at all no, none of them and be are. like oh we're gonna put all these fresh new exciting ideas in it like that was the last thing i expected like why would yeah, you definitely. you don't need to like these movies were making money regardless you didn't need to make them good all of a sudden um no, but they somehow got us back on board well because they made it good you know mm. that's all they had to do and, they, and obviously we got True. the warrens in there which is always going to make us happy um we do like good movies <laughs> exactly that it's is our tagline all, it's all we're after <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah and then like seeing them or at the end movies. obviously one or the other get, yeah um i don't know how much we want to go into it because it might be a little bit spoilery but i just yeah. like liked seeing them again at the end i thought it was great um outside of the like final tease yeah. which i mean i mean really basically me the, the, the you know the, the warrens are ultimately going to go away and they're going to come back again at the end and they yeah come back again at the end um mm -hmm. you know to what what way we're not going to discuss but yeah and, and yeah seeing them again was awesome we um i don't know how everyone else in the world feels about um the warrens but Basically, all we want is Ed to get on a guitar and sing <laughs> Elvis yeah. songs. Um, you know, we joke. I will about never forget that moment for for this podcast, watching that film, and it was one of the early ones as well. And yeah. that feeling of being in that cinema and being shocked how much I was loving it, realizing how long the movie was, and being like, it feels like we've been here for ten hours, and now we're getting a musical interlude where he's going to start singing Elvis songs. And we haven't even hit the final act yet. <laughs> it was like it was an awesome feeling watching that movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so to get that kind of tease here was like it was difficult, wasn't it? To take? definitely, definitely, because I, you know, early on they kind of teased it when the Warrens were first there, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. you've teased it. <laughs> and then to literally kind of just have him sit down with a guitar and have the movie end, I was like, come on, guys, Ugh. like, what are you doing? like you know they must know how much of it well, like, well that's what makes that me think like did they do it because they know people want it so much or do people hate this scene and they teased it and took yeah. it away because i feel like it can be a real marmite thing but for us yeah i just want mm. him to sing uh, you know i want him to do a whole elvis melody for 25 minutes in the conjuring three. <laughs> oh, definitely i want that to only be that whole movie um... <laughs> and then at the end annabelle's just like Bagool. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah Job done. I think yeah, that's a good point because yeah, like to that they've obviously established that as part of his character yeah. um, that he likes to sing, obviously. But then yeah, the fact that yeah, if people don't like that, then that that's the thing you would do, right? You would just show him picking up a guitar, and then you would end yeah. the movie. Um, yeah, and then like, oh Christ, we've dodged a bullet there. We had to watch this for ten minutes in the Conjuring Two, whereas we were like crying. The first thing I did when I got home was stick on the Conjuring Two, skip it to the one hour and thirty minute mark, and just let it play. You know, it was an amazing yeah, moment. I made a mistake. I didn't do that. <laughs> 
it's on netflix as well so it's very easy to get to um but uh yeah like that uh, outside of that I'll do you know, that after i watch 31 tonight <laughs> yeah <laughs> outside of you know that tease like you say overall man i'm really surprised this movie yeah. is not some groundbreaking incredible thing um no. but i think as we'll discuss i get well we should try and briefly talk about it in the overall movies because i think that's the easiest way to highlight how good this movie is <laughs> now n- not until someone tweets us well listen i'll tweet i'll it, tweet man. you now because i think it's <laughs> i think it's not that difficult either because i think there's a clear one and two as we've discussed um regardless of which one you i mean prefer. there's a cl- there's a clear one two and three and then you can pick the four others i was gonna say there's a clear one and two there's a clear top <laughs> two and there's a clear bottom two yeah. right like like the conjuring one and two regardless there... of which order is the top two and I, yeah. and I think um the first annabelle and curse of la Llorona are clearly the worst two films um yeah like i would have cursed yeah, dead I think... last i go for me it's yeah curse annabelle yeah one yeah annabelle two the nun um nun yeah annabelle comes home yeah Conjuring i completely one, agree Conjuring two mm-hmm. like, and, that, and again that show like this is the third yeah. best one like mm. yeah. yeah we've had seven of these yeah to be fair we've kind of enjoyed four of them like we kind of like the nun yeah and we really like well we we you know we like three of them and two of them are fantastic yeah you know so that's kind of you know there's only you know more good than bad i guess yeah kind of uh, it's almost you know it's pretty much 50 50 let's say because we don't like three we like three and one of them's just in the middle so they're you know they're the scales are balanced okay the next as it should decides the fate of the universe i think was it's funny because yeah now it is but obviously you take away you know a few weeks ago when we hadn't seen this movie and then you take away the fact that the first two conjuring movies were so long ago yeah, yeah it yeah. starts a trend of you know we just saw curse which i think is by far the worst one we had to we had to sit oh, through yeah. the animal sequel and obviously like... oh yeah we saw the worst two like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like in recent times we saw the worst two and the one that we're okay on so yeah, yeah that's why we're in such a bad place but suddenly now the scales are level well, that's, the thing, like... that's the great thing about this movie this kind of it it, it kind of um washes away the, it resets the crap, things you know, where it's like oh okay they can make at least an enjoyable movie now I want them to go out there and prove that even without James Wan involved, they can make another excellent, amazing movie. Mm. Um, and hopefully they can with that cast. And like you say, like if you combine the Warrens for an entire movie with the amount of original ideas that this movie had, I'm pretty sure, like safe that you can make a very good Contra movie. Mm. Um, and that gets me very excited for it. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that was our discussion on Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, we will take a short break and we will be right back. yeah we do have uh, some comments and questions this week of course you can always hit us up on twitter at shb pod um if you want to send a sort of longer email our email address is superhorrorbrospodcast at gmail.com um so yeah always uh, hit us up on there if you do yeah exactly um but obviously twitter is not the best sometimes if you want to send a nice lengthy uh comment um which we did receive one in last week actually from sean uh so thank you very much sean for this wonderful comment um uh, talking about our midsummer episode um i won't read out the whole thing because he does talk a lot about the movie um and some of the Mm. stuff are specifics kind of what the episode so i don't want to throw up a spoiler warning um but thank you so much for those you know he, he agrees with a lot of our points and adds some different stuff yeah it's, it's very awesome. good um 
but some of the stuff that's less spoilery um he just said that i really enjoyed the episode i appreciated how much you both loved the movie um ariaster is definitely a talent for sure uh, for sure um he goes to talk about obviously ari's been talking about his next projects um where mm. them not necessarily being horror films um he goes on to mm. say talking about even the great john carpenter has done non-horror films every filmmaker has ideas to express and not all of them will be horrifying uh, james one is another example oh yeah um, i do believe he will keep a toe in the water um i think an arias the sci-fi film would be fantastic or how about an mcu movie helmed by him um yeah like i rated r like I, I love that idea you know he, like he's obviously such a talented filmmaker as we've discussed and we are the horror guys but mm. as we've briefly discussed um you know we we watch a lot of different movies you know we just saw spider-man and it's like these different movies what oh yeah we'll we'll follow people out of the genre we yeah. followed fede you know it just yeah. didn't end well but we 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 will follow Ari. And I and goes. I do really think like obviously he is making very very indie movies. Mm. Like th- the comparisons with I think Jordan and like Mike and stuff are very much because of the quality. Mm. But in terms of like a household, obviously as a household name, Jordan is way bigger than Mike Flanagan mm. or Ari Aster. Um, yeah. But and but in terms of the actual projects he's getting, because yeah, like Mike Flanagan has this insane deal with Netflix, um, and he's obviously making a sequel to The Shining. Um, James Wan is making any movie he wants to make that is massive. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, I think Ari, regardless of what he does next, even if it's not horror, will still be a very small movie. Yeah. Um, so I think it will be yeah, interesting right. to see what he does in the future. Um, mm. And yeah, then he just goes on to talk about the movie, as I said, which was brilliant. But yeah, I just wanted to call that out because it was a very nice uh, in-depth comment. Um, yeah, it was awesome to you know receive some longer form comments. Obviously, we love Twitter and that quick interaction, yeah. but actually kind of have a long form discussion with someone's call. So yeah, definitely hit us up that way as well. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, thank you very much for that one. Um, and then yeah, we do have a traditional Twitter question um, this week coming from Cody, uh, who says, will they ever stop making Annabelle movies? Um, I mean, we keep going to see him, man. Like, we're the problem. We're the problem. <laughs> like and we even like this one cody i'm sorry like yeah they're they're never gonna stop man they're never gonna stop not yet what this one done um which i can't i don't remember what the budgets are they must be between five and ten million um but this one already made 175 um million dollars yeah we're fucked so the answer to that question is and not anytime soon there's gonna be um because yeah they're making good money and and like as we've just obviously had a lengthy discussion about this movie if they actually put the time in and can be asked and make a good movie with good original ideas i'm more than happy with them to keep making them um yeah and definitely if you've fallen out of them i don't know where you stand on it cody but like you know we definitely are not fans of these and yet this one we enjoyed so i think cody's more of a fan so yeah i think he enjoys yeah i think he might be i can't remember now but um yeah they're not no no, definitely not but yeah we do have a conjuring movie to look forward to which is awesome um one day but yeah just to round us off quickly before we we discuss some things i know you've got a movie that you want to talk about which is going to be interesting um this was kind (laughs) of like a news item but i wanted to stick it in at the end because it's not really horror based but it was just something a little bit of a yeah it was just something that's very sort of dear to my heart um and it was i thought it was fascinating kind of i talked ages ago long-term listeners will know um i like i really like 13 reasons why the netflix show um i think i discussed (laughs) a little bit of season two but more of season one um more of season one yeah where you know it's a really controversial tv show for many different reasons and as i've discussed before i think for for me personally as a fan watching it i've said i've really enjoyed it i think it's difficult to walk that line between being informative and entertaining um and that was my main issue with season two was that there are certain choices that they did i actually felt like oh okay like they're trying to make just a more entertaining show less than a, a realistic take on it um 
but either way like that that those sort of criticisms that i have are not what people have of the show no, um and i think it's no. really fascinating to talk about because the show has gotten a lot of shit for the last two years of its portrayal of for people that don't know anything about the show it's mm, mostly about a, a young teen suicide yeah um and that is the crux of the entire reason why and it's based upon a book as well mm. um and yeah it's about this girl who um it goes through loads of different horrible things um and ultimately takes her life and this this show is saying like here are the reasons why i done this mm. i'm told through flashbacks and through this kind of like these tapes that she recorded with these <clears> characters <throat> um and kind of i didn't even realize that this was the most controversial scene because there are there is rape scenes there is loads of different like racism homophobia there's there's a lot of different uh like issues tackled mm. in this show yeah um but obviously the main one being suicide and it's just happened in the last week kind of i've, I've discovered you a little bit off air where i thought it was really fascinating that this show ended so long ago season two they immediately yeah. greenlit season three they, they haven't said anything about it and multiple shows that aired since have come and gone have got new seasons and those seasons have been added to netflix and they've confirmed other seasons of those shows and i was kind of like why are they gone they gone so quiet talking about 13 reasons why and I had kind of alerted to you that I think it is because of the controversy the show has. Yeah. Um, because it, you like Googling 13 reasons why to find out when the show is coming back. Yeah. All you, you just find, get the issues. You just get negative press, people saying that it's going to, um, you know, it's popularizing suicide and all of this stuff. And to the point where in the last week or in the last few days, in fact, um, kind of on the eve of the new season, which they have said that's why they've done it, because apparently it's going to be out this summer. So in, in July or August, um, they're finally going to drop season three. Um, mm. They have edited scenes from the first season. Um, yeah. So are they edited now? Or are yes, they, they have. Edited? I checked it today. Um, they right. completely edited it. So it was a three minute scene in which um, the, our main character takes her life um, right. via suicide, cut, sort of uh, slitting her own wrists in a bathtub. And um, So now does it just cut to like... Yeah, you, you kind of you see her crying looking in the mirror and then you have our lead character who's played by Dylan Minnette and he's kind of like talking about it because he, he knows what happened through the tapes. And, right, um, mad. And then it shows like her parents finding her, um, which mm. was also a long scene, but kind of like basically the scene where she's cutting is not there at all it is just her looking in the mirror now and then it's her being found but even the way so Mm. when she gets found in the original version you could see her body in the bathtub the water is completely red and the mum is like crying loads and cradling her and then she shouts for her husband and he comes in and it goes on for a while whereas now you get a very brief shot that's probably only about 20 seconds long but they've cropped it so it's zoomed in so you can only see the top of her head so you don't get to see any of the stuff in the bathtub or anything and it's really awkward to look at because obviously it's a really crude like like cutting job Mm -hmm. where it's like the top of her head is cut off and then it's like you can't really see what the mum's holding so it it looks odd weird, um and i just thought this was a really weird and bizarre thing for netflix to do I, like especially two years after it came out um with, with so much controversy in the past for them to now do this now seems really weird um they discussed that kind of like oh their reasoning was for, you know when you drop a new tv show people are obviously excited for it and then they go back and either rewatch the seasons or there'll be new people watching it for the first time um and it's just a really weird one. Like, I don't know where I stand yeah. on it because it, it it brings up so many different conversations. I think one of the main ones that it brings up for me personally is like artists who change their art, um, which is always a weird one. Like there's always been, you know, the, the talks of like George Lucas messing with Star Wars over the years. And it's weird that you see something that you might have loved and have a, and have a, yeah. a real passion for that isn't there anymore. Um, you know, Netflix shows, I don't know if it has a DVD or Blu-ray release or anything. And obviously the scenes out there, like it's on torrent sites and stuff. So you 
you can still find it if you want to see it but like if you want to just watch that show <coughs> on the platform that it came out it's not the same as when you watched it two years ago and that's weird to me um, yeah i because like obviously you are invested in this show and hmm. have a very different feeling to me because i obviously heard the buzz about this show and I kind of avoided it for the reasons that people have problems with it. Yeah. For me personally, I was just like, I, I don't really want to consume this. This long-form mm. TV show. It had, what, 12 or 13 episodes? Well, 13, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Um, and, um, like, I kind of saw that they were each, like, an hour long, and I was just like, I don't really want to go on this sort of journey. I mm. wanted something a bit more upbeat, and um, I didn't like the the idea of it. Um you know, but I just thought to myself, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, like that's I'll what a sane person would do. Yeah, and the fact that now they're changing something, like yes, I didn't want to watch it because I didn't want to see that sort of thing. But I don't want it to be cut from the show because mm. that's the show. I just didn't watch the show. Yeah, you know, I think um, them cutting this scene. I think they should just ditch the show. They mm. should just take the show off Netflix. Like if they've got that much of a problem with it that they're giving in to the critics, just just give in. Like, don't mm. do something like this, because what is season three going to be at this point? Yeah, It's not going to be the image that they want to portray because they are censoring themselves. And if they're over-censoring themselves, you're not going to get what this show is about, you know? And, uh, you know, uh, we talk about kind of editing and kind of you know, what people have to leave on the cutting room floor at times anyway. But the fact that this show, like, got that far and you've seen it years ago and it's now being cut and taken away, I just kind of, it feels really dirty to me and I don't like it. And for someone, like I say, for someone that's avoided the show, it doesn't affect me, but I just, I think it's a bad road to go down. Mm, um, definitely. You know, if, if, you, if it's popular enough to continue doing the show, then keep doing the show. If you feel like it's getting too much bad press, then just ditch season three and ditch the show. Like, take it off. Yeah, I, I completely agree because obviously the first point being art is changing their art, but then the same, in the same wave of that, it is going into censorship, isn't it? And that's mm, very... It's censorship. Censorship is such point. a weird thing when it comes to art because like, like you're censoring what an artist can and cannot create. And mm. this, this goes into so many different conversations, obviously, because it's it's netflix right like they're a huge yeah. organization they don't want to have any bad press in the slightest like they want to dominate the world yeah and so and you I don't want to be controversial in the slightest yeah true true but that's why they just should ditch the show because i feel like um when you're going through the ratings discussion and you're trying to put a product out there because of the rating mm. a rating is there to obviously inform the audience and put the right audience in front of it yeah. it can just get you know it can just get the full restriction um but the you know this product has come out and therefore it is the edited artist version mm. of the product and now it's been censored you know, so this now is just pure censorship to me. Plus, they went through so many different hoops. This wasn't just a case of, oh, well, you just slap an 18 rating on it. Like, it has mm. multiple trigger warnings throughout the entire series. Mm. And that episode in particular has, like, a filmed warning from the makers before it discussing yeah. what you're going to see in the episode. You know, it's not like you get, you get caught off guard by this really horrible thing. Um, yeah, because part of me thought it maybe was a surprise. Yeah. 
to see it or something. I mean, yeah, the thing is, I watched the scene today, um, the original scene, and I'd forgot how graphic it was. And obviously, mm. I'm coming from it from where we watch this sort of stuff all the time, um, where it, it didn't take like leave as much of an impact on me watching it out of context. Yeah, you've now. watched you've watched Lords of Chaos twice this year. Yeah, which is a, a interesting comparison because watching <laughs> that now, I was kind of like, it's kind of like that scene, like very right. similar. And the but the fact that it's just in a teen drama on Netflix, yeah, and it's on netflix makes it makes it way more crazy um so i i watching it out of context was very interesting because i was like man this is more graphic than i remember but having said that the fact that it didn't like it didn't jolt me when i was watching the show originally you know it was like oh, okay i get that leading to this moment and the also the thing is weird is kind of you read the quotes from the people that make the show and um they very much had a reason for doing that when they when they first did it you know they said like we didn't want to I'm ever sure did. glamorize suicide we wanted to show how difficult it was we didn't want it to just be a case of well she slits her wrist and then it, the camera well, slowly fades away and now all her problems are solved like they wanted to yeah, show you that this is not the way out that's one of the things that i did actually want to touch upon because having not watched the show mm. one of my fears is that obviously suicide is a thing that's real and very important and something that you don't want to um glamorize and make it look like you know this this thing that's an easy option Mm. and kind of a peaceful option and that sort of thing because it's you know it's a real serious issue and one that i don't think we're ready to tackle but Mm. the um you know the 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 point of that scene from what you've said is that it is brutal and just you know graphic and horrible and people watching it would be like jesus christ the scene now makes it seem very straightforward. She's standing yeah. in front of the mirror. The next minute, she's in a bathtub with no blood. Yeah. It, 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 it's almost doing the counter-argument for what it managed to achieve the first time from what you've said. You know, yeah. I haven't seen it, so I can't give full judgment. But That would be my know, judgment, I, you know, on it. Like, yeah, they have now gone the way they didn't want to go. Yeah, and that's even more of a shame because now it's actually given the critics what they've said. It's now become that. Mm. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a problem, man. Like, it is fascinating because people have said, like, the the kind of suicide rates in certain age groups has spiked since the show came out. And mm. people have pointed to all this different evidence. And, like, say, this is a very, very complicated issue. Yeah. Um, but but it, I just think if that's the case, drop the show. Yeah, I mean, like, it's one of those things. Because, like you say, what you discussed a minute ago, season three is coming. They filmed mm. it ages ago. Now, this has happened before season three has come out, where they've changed the show. We don't now know what original season three was going to look like. Exactly. Because they, they, they could have changed so much. And yeah, it's going to be, I'm going to be very, I'm definitely going to be talking about it on the show because I'm going to watch it's it. Obviously, it's breath. obviously changed because mm. of the, the length of time between filming as well. Why have they given this length of time? Well, yeah. And obviously, with they don't the know criticism, what the hell and then like, as a precursor for a new season mm. to, to edit a scene. And they've said, like, oh, well, it's not because there's like a suicide or something in the new season, but it's like, well, you're preempting something like whether you're trying to just water down the whole series. And like you say, at that point, you're then having three seasons of a show about her girl who killed herself, but then you're not really giving it the real kind of impetus that it deserves. And you're, and you are mm. just glossing over it. And now you just want to make it a teen drama because like, she's not in it anymore, obviously Hannah. Um, and so it is just a case of these, these characters living their lives post this traumatic incident, whilst all this other stuff's going on. Yeah. It's very odd. And They've obviously created characters that people like, and they're yeah. in the position of just trying to keep a TV show going. Exactly. It's weird, man. It's yeah. very, 
weird. Like, it's a weird one. It's unfortunate because before all of this, you know, I've had my problems with this show before, but I think it's one of the best things I've seen on Netflix because I think it handles these really, really important teen issues. And I think, as I said at the time, I think for parents who have someone around this age, like teenage kids, I think it was a really good tool to kind of sit them down and watch this together and talk about these things. And I think the show's getting way, way, way further away from that. And it, and it mm. just wants to be like a, a fun you know throw on your teen show and and not yeah we've got to talk about these issues exactly and yeah it's a weird one um i'm gonna be very very interested to watch season three you know but i am definitely Definitely. disappointed in this decision from netflix who i'm a huge fan of but i think stuff like this is not a good look for them overall like i get where they're Mm, coming from and they may have their reasonings but I, i never think changing something that you thought was fine two years ago is suddenly a good idea um definitely definitely but uh, not a fan. but uh yeah did you what else did you watch in the last week i mean i think we can have a rollover week right like we've we? gone long on yeah that i was gonna say i've got yeah, some stuff have, as well let's have ourselves a little rollover yeah i mean this has been a I'll fun give you a little something, hint yeah. with um it's not going to be an arrow movie oh yeah, that's right. I watched I have other 20 minutes of an Arrow movie um, and was so bored that I turned it off. <laughs> so maybe I'll talk about that next week. Definitely. <laughs> if, I, if I finish it. Um, and I did watch some other stuff. But yeah, it was a little bit long this week. Obviously, there was a lot of news, um, a discussion about a movie that we liked a lot more than we expected, and then something a little bit different because I thought this was mm. a very interesting issue to talk about. Um, but yeah, we, we don't really know exactly what we're doing next week. I don't think there's any big cinema stuff for a little while no. now. We've got um, a couple of interesting things on the backlog, a couple of TV shows that you might know about. Yeah, so, as we've um, discussed, there's we'll the TV see. stuff ongoing. Stranger Things is the mm. is the main one that we definitely want to talk about. Um, so hopefully you guys have watched it. It seems like 40 million people or something have watched the new season on Netflix. Um, so everyone, everyone's watched it. It is mad. It is absolutely crazy. I um, love it. And yeah, there are some on-demand movies as well that we're very interested in. And some, some exciting ones. Yeah, wow. definitely. So, uh, so yeah, we'll talk about all that good stuff next week. Uh, but this was episode 151, uh, where we talked about Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Shut up, I can't Mainly because I never could How could I start now?